Hey, this is Lily Barouette, co-pastor of Live Church, and this is our podcast. Our mission is to awaken the drive, compassion, and love in our community. Together, we can live in victory every day. Here's today's message. So we're going to do the Bible play. So if you have your Bible... Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's good. That's great. We're updating. If you have your Bible and you want to stand to your feet, you can stand. We're going to do that, little, that, that beautiful Bible page. Come on. Come on, friend. Glory. Let me just raise it in the air. Like we just do care. Hallelujah. Say, I pledge allegiance to the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide his words in my heart that I may not, that I might not sin against God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So it's not done. We're going to uh, do the reading of the word and I'm going to call... Marjorie, yeah, yes. So we're going to be reading from John chapter 19, verse 16 to 30. And I'm going to do the New King James Version. Yeah, I have it there for you, you see, in English. It's a good day today. Okay. Um, yeah, so verse... Um, Nine, uh, sorry, John chapter 19, I'm sorry, verse 28 to 30. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, when you got to say amen, if you don't got to say wait. Amen. That was really churchy. I'm so sorry, Pat. <laughs> all right, it says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had, sorry, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. I thank you. Jesus, let it be all of you and none of me. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name. You can be sitting, guys. Um, I had a very hard time writing this word because, because I get very emotional when we talk about Jesus dying on the cross. So it's something that is very uh, emotional to me. Um, it touched me. A lot, and I'm on the merge to cry when I know I didn't even start it. But um, I want to talk about the sacrifice. So the name of, of my sermon is "I Never Want to Forget Your Sacrifice." Um, I think nobody in the world can physically and mentally understand what Jesus had to go through. I think we understand that it was a cross. I think we understand that it was nailed. I think we understand that he got beat up. But we can't physically and mentally together understand what he had been through. 
I think that it's a story so folkloric right now. It's so famous, you know. If you didn't know, the most famous person in the world is Jesus Christ. It's not Beyonce. Yes, it's not. It's Jesus Christ. Everyone know, everyone understand, every religion, every um, spirituality different. Everybody know about Jesus, but I don't think we physically and mentally can understand what he have gone through. All right. Um, if it's one thing that us as human beings we can understand is pain, you know, it's something that we that we share. It's the, the thing that we all share together. We all share pain. We all going through something. We all been through something. We all got hurt in different way, and that's something that we can understand. You know, I want you to lift up your hand if you have gone through something. I want you to lift up your hand if you have gone through some pain. You know, um, so let's just um, go into. But before um, I want to go, I want to slide a few foundation before we go into the subject that is what Jesus have gone through. So first, um, the number one um, foundation that we need to understand is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. Okay, that's the first foundation we want to understand. Sometimes people have a hard time. Why Jesus? You know, I mean, you know, he's the way, the truth, the light, you know. But I believe that if I, if you have your rule, if you, you have a house, let's, let's say that. And, and me to get into your house, you have rules. You want me to take off your shoes. You want me to wash my hand. It, it's just your rule and I respect it. So I, God have a rule. And God said, if you want to get to my house, you need to follow Jesus. That's, that's it. You know, that's the first foundation I want to, I want to put there. Okay. That's very important before we dive into the subject because that, that's something we need to understand. Okay. You don't want to waste your money. You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your energy, but you want to get to paradise, to the dwelling place of God without following his rule. And I think that's a little bias. Okay, it is what it is. God have one rule. If you want to get to my door, the only one that know where my door is, is the one that come from it, and his name is Jesus. So that's the first foundation I want to lay. The second foundation, I want to lay its spiritual law. All right? It's something that's called spiritual law. What it, why it's called in spiritual law is because it don't matter if you are serving the devil or serving um, God. It's a spiritual that is affecting to you. I don't want to talk about every spiritual law. I just want to talk about two of them. And the first one is to make you understand what is the spiritual law. is what you reap, you will sow. Everybody know this one. This is a spiritual law. No matter if it's raining, no matter, listen, you can be black, white, yellow. It doesn't matter. This is a spiritual law. This is law. Oh, I'm serving Belzebuth. All right. What you saw, you will rip. Oh, I'm serving Allah. All right. What you saw, this is a spiritual law. This is a fact. This is it. This is, this is the second foundation. All right. And the second spiritual law I want to, I want to explain to you. I mean, not really explain to you, just, you know, saying is the law of sacrifice. Again, this is a spiritual law. Okay. I'm just saying that like that. It doesn't make sense yet, but as we go deep into the subject, it's going to make sense, okay? All right, so now we're going to go into the step of what Jesus had to go through. All right, because honestly, I'm telling you, I think that we don't understand. I think we don't understand. I don't know if you guys have saw this movie, The Passion of Christ. Oh, my 
my goodness. I, 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 I personally hate that movie. <laughs> uh, honestly, this movie is terrible. Not in the sense that it's a bad movie. It's a, an amazing movie, by the way. This movie is amazing, but this movie is hurtful. If you are a believer, you watch this movie, you're going to cry and cry and cry and cry and cry again. You're going to go to sleep. You're going to be traumatized. You're like, what, what, what? You end up not even being a believer. You end up hating every human being. You even look at people like, you sacrifice Jesus. I don't want to be your friend. But, you know, it's just to show you what I'm trying to create in this room right now. Okay, so the first step It's not the cross. It's actually that God have to lower himself. You know, we talk, we, we, we thinking about the shackle and then the, the pain, but before even all of that, he have to lower himself. Okay? And there's something that us human beings, we hate to do. Oh my goodness, we hate. We hate to lower ourselves. So you need to see it. God have to lower himself as a human being to come to us. This is insane to me. This is insane to me. He have to put himself the smallest, he have to be the smallest, he have to make himself the smallest piece of himself to come to us. And even that smallest piece was powerful, was the most powerful than anything on earth. But he have to... Like, Do you, you need to imagine that. So you need to go to a room that's, I'm, I'm talking up to me, all right? When you know how to draw, you know how to paint, you know, you know everything, and nobody know how to draw. But everybody say, I know how to draw, and you have to don't say nothing. You have to be like, this is hard already. So think about it if you are God, you have created the heaven and the earth, and you have to lower yourself like nothing to come. So that's the first thing that you have to go through, and that's already too much for me. This, the second thing you have to do is, you know himself, you have to grow, you know, the pain of growing, you already know what it is. Thank God he was not a woman, so he didn't have his period. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he went through a 40 day of fasting. 40 day of fasting. Who in the room have Do a 40-day fasting. Lift up your hand, please. 41 day. Everyone? No, no, no. I'm talking like water fasting, like 40 day. All right, thank you. Thank you. Because only Jesus did that. That's something. But do you guys even have done a three-day fasting? Do you remember that last day? Oh, my goodness. When you eat a grape, you literally go and eat a grape, and it tastes so, you feel like it's so much sugar. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it's only three days. And you know how you cry when you fast? Oh my God, you're dying. You have to do that for 40 days. Can you physically imagine your pain of your three-day fasting and you multiply by 40? But you know then fasting is dying to yourself. Fasting is deciding who is eating. So basically you decide that your spirit is eating as your flesh is eating. So it's not just not eating. It's also, you know, deciding to don't go to some places, deciding to get consecrated, decided to be on the side somewhere. So some of us in the room cannot spare one day without her phone. 
How are you going to do a 41-day fasting? If you lost your phone, when, you, when we wake up, we're looking for a phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? How are you going to do like it's, this? Is, those two pain is already too much for me. So first you have to lower himself, then you have to die. Because I believe in, in those 40-day fasting, you already have died. You already have gone through half of what you have to go through in the cross. All right? Everybody is still on? So, oh my goodness, the, the next one is like, it's too much. Everything is too much for me, personally. <laughs> personally. Like I, that's why I get very emotional, because um, I have this capacity to imagine things. Uh, in a pretty deep way. So sometimes I'm just sit down and, and study the Bible and literally um, I'm just, I'm just feel like it's a cartoon and I'm just watching it, you know, like as a, but in my imagination it's like a manga type of cartoon. So yeah, but yeah, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's like an anime type of thing. It's just very, very, very in in intense. Um, so the next um, pain that you have to go through is the hate. But not, not, not <laughs> you know, it's hate and hate, okay? It's, it's a level of hate. When you have a little troll on Instagram and your day is messed up because you have comments, you ugly on your picture, okay? That's, that's like level 0 0.1. We're talking about a non-druid, like we're talking about we hate you, Jesus, like it's physically hate. And the people that was hating him was the people that was supposed to be waiting for him. So it was just hated. Do you remember, did you guys never have an encounter with someone that hates you? Can you lift up your hand if you have an encounter before with someone? Do you remember that feeling? That feeling around you, that emotion in your, in your heart? That pressure in your neck, that pain in your belly, that was one person that hates you. And that person, and, and, and Yam maybe was in sixth grade, okay? And that still traumatized you till this day. Because when you get hate, it changed your entire life. It can change your entire life. But Jesus was not hated by a little sixth grader, he was hated by Pharisees. Okay, there were people that were, when they were walking in, okay, they have a, they have a posture, they have charisma. When they came in the room, they, 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 they were the, the law. Do you, can you bear that, that energy in the room? They was hating, they was trying to sabotage him. The men try to preach, they bring naked women. Oh, look at her. Do you, do you, can you imagine that? No, we can't. We can't, it's too much. It's too much. I receive a lot of hate, a lot of hate when, you know, I was in school, um, I was in, a, in French in school and I was the only black girl in the school. So I decided to be the only black girl and I decided to be the smartest one. Yes, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be so good that you guys gonna be in my shadow every day. Every day, A, everybody was expecting there's the, the white guy over there. No, Olivia, I was like, yep, it's me. But that hate in the room traumatized me. It changed my, my, my perception of things. It changed everything, but no, Jesus keep going <laughs> because Jesus is, Jesus is Jesus, okay? So, 
the next one you have gone through is the betray. Anybody have been betrayed before? Do you remember how it feel? You know, when you get betrayed or cheated on, you, the next day you don't, you stay in your bed, no? That's it. You're in your bed. That's it. You're like, that's it. That's the end. Do you remember that feeling of feeling that this is the end of everything? You cannot trust anyone after that. Trust, like, it, it's, it's so, I remember when my son father betrayed me. And he cheated on me with a bunch of people, but I can remember my heart. You actually, when my son father cheated on me 10 years ago, I stopped painting. This is how traumatized I was. I never drew, never paint after that. No, no one know that. I stopped painting again when I got saved. Actually, I stopped painting again when I came to Life Church. I never paint after he break my heart. Like he break my heart, but it not only break my heart, I lost trust in mankind. In general, I, I could trust because I know this man since I was 13 years old. So to me, he was my best friend. He was everything. But no, Jesus got betrayed by his own disciple, one of his disciples. After he, he was walking with them and doing miracle and teach them the way, betrayed by his own. Can you bear that? Can, can, you, can you imagine the feeling in the room? Not only got betrayed by a disciple, they dragged him out like he was a criminal. Like, do you ever get arrested by the police? Do you even see the police around you talking to you like you're a criminal? Can you imagine that feeling? When you know that you didn't do nothing, when you are God, you already have law in yourself, you are fasting, you have teaching and people are hating you, they try to sabotage you and now they betray you and now they're attacking you and they're talking to you like you are a criminal. Can you really, can you, Im like, can you imagine that? Sometimes I, I, I'm physically trying to be in the room in that moment of history when Jesus was dragging like a criminal, like a terrorist. Drag, like a, like a terrorist. Like you have killed somebody. Like you have murdered people. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not even half of what he been through. Then he got judged. And I'm sure that some people that he have healed was in the room when he got judged. I'm sure. Anybody of you got bullied at school? Bullied? Do you remember that emotion? My goodness, when those people come and you know, oh my goodness, something is about to happen to me. Think about a fool, arena. But before you get to that point that he got judged, he got beat up. And you know, in history, those people used to love to rave and do crazy stuff. You have no idea how, how their mind was twisted. 
Because people always say, oh my God, I can't believe God destroyed those city. If you understand history and you will see the practice they will have done, you will have destroyed the city too. Like it was murder after murder. It was, they used, they used to love raping children. This used to be a thing. So he got beat up and beat up and beat up and they would make fun of him in the room. And Jesus, because he had to die. He stays still. When us, if somebody try us and we driving, we start cursing. Oh, this is it. And you this and you that and you this. No, he have he had a gold. He had to die, and he had to die. He had to die like this. Then they let go of Barabbas, a murderer, and they and they decide to crucify him. And that's the part that is just. So Jesus was condemned to death, you know, and he had to bear his cross. So he is hurt, room open in the back from the lashes. It's so much lashes that I'm sure some was crossing and it was just a room open. Did you even have a room open? Bleeding? A crown of thorns? Did you, did, did you see those crowns before? Or you, listen, that hurt. So he hurt. He is beat up. And he have to carry a piece of wood that is that put it in his back. So I'm sure some piece of the wood was going to this room. And, you know, the sweat, the dirt, it, it, it must have like, you know, be very burning. And you have to walk. In the middle of everybody screaming, of course, because, you know, it was a time when they used to love those things. Screaming, ah, you're going to die. Blasphemer, blasphemer. And he had to walk and walk. And he fall first time. He fall first time. Because those pieces of wood must have been so heavy. He didn't eat all this time, you know, in jail. It's not like in American jail, we give you a little food. and No, 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 no. He didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't nothing. Just stand there being beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up. And he had to walk, walk. And then he fought the first time. And then he meet his mother. I have a son, guys. If I see my son with one scratch on his face, I lose it. I, I lose it. I, I can't. Oh my God, Chris, what's happening? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> then Simon and Siren are made to bear his cross. So two men came to help him bear his cross. And he gave a rip on the face again. And he fought a second time. And he fought a third time. Then they decide to um, to nail him. Did, did you ever have a piece of wood in your in your finger? <laughs> did you ever have a piece of wood in your finger when you was a kid and you was crying, "Mommy, mommy!" And your mom would create any type of technique to take that piece of wood, and you would die. Yo, that piece of wood is a nightmare. One day I have it, 
So, so think about it, that piece of wood, an old nail. And not just one nail, three. One hand, two hands, and the feet. I say in the beginning, we can't physically and emotionally understand the pain that Jesus had gone through. We can't. Because every time we move to the next pain, it's, uh, and then we move to the next one, and then we move to the next one. So let's try to compress all of them. I think if we can, if we can physically connect to that pain, we, I think that we will fall down and die. I think it's too much. It's too much pain. And the question is, why? You know, the first time I've read the book of John, like I tell you, I have a very strong imagination. And, you know, I just wanted to understand, and the best way for me to understand is to imagine. So I imagined the cross, and I connect with my emotion, and I start to see from far, Jesus, you know, and I just, I just, I just can't understand why. And I, I always say that, and um, people are like, uh, um, but I just want to say that I love America. Before I say that, people are going to understand why I'm saying that. Um, I used to make fun and say, oh, you know, sometimes I, I ask my friend, why are you doing this? And they answer, why not? Actually, it's, on, it's in this vision that I hear, why not, the first time. I was asking, why? Why are you going through all of this? And it's funny because um, Coach Pat uh, did a live the other day and he said something that today I heard. And the second time I heard that in my entire life is when, when Pat was speaking and he said, because of grace. And you know in church, we love using word and grace and all of that and people don't really understand. And Pat gave that beautiful definition of grace is to give you the opportunity to figure it out. Jesus died on the cross for give you the opportunity to choose him. It's just an option. So he literally did it, why not? And I know you guys are already sad right now, but the story don't end there, so relax. The story don't end there. That's just like one part of the story. He died on the cross to give us the opportunity to choose him. This is why I am a believer, guys. First, I understand the law, the spiritual law of sacrifice. It was no other way. It was no other way. In any spirituality, you need to something, something needs to be sacrificed. Of course, if you go to a Brujeria or all those people, they're going to sacrifice a cat. But in true, the true sacrifice is to sacrifice yourself. There's no greater love than someone that would die for his friend. It's no greater love. Love is sacrifice. He died for us. He went through all of this, all of those pain for us. 
And I know some of you maybe gonna say, doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, maybe you guys have a good life. You guys have never gone through anything. You guys never deal with any anxiety or any pain. Maybe you are in this position, but I'm not. I'm not in this position. And you know what position I am? You know what I was saying in my vision to him? You should not have done that for me. Because the, because the sacrifice of Jesus is something that he have done for everyone, but for some reason it's so personal. It's so personal. And if I were there, maybe I'm saying like that because with everything I know, but if I will have the chance to go back, I will have mine try to stop him. I don't deserve it. I don't. Maybe he is another way. <laughs> Maybe we can kill all the animals. <laughs> But no, it was not another way. That was the only way for us to die with him. But something happened after he died. Something amazing happened. He rose from the death. And when he rose, I rose too. And when he rose, he gave us the power He give us, he give us back the power we lose because you know we, I didn't go deeper into the story because we lose the power actually, you know. But <laughs> he give us back her power. I know all of us in this room have gone through so many pain, but honestly. Try to understand every pain that Jesus has gone through make me close to him. Because I feel like the pain that I have gone through, he has gone through worse, and that helped me keep going. And one of the prayers that I do every day is, Jesus, do never let me forget everything I have gone through. I don't want to forget every pain I have gone through. Because when I go back to my Bible and read about what he have gone through, it gives me the strength to keep going. That's my gospel. My gospel is that I never want to forget. Every day I wake up, I never want to forget what he have done for me. Yes, he have rose from the dead and he gave me the power to trample a snake and scorpion and he gave me the gift of the Holy Spirit and he gave me uh, the power to pray and to cast out demons and he gave me everything and he crowned me and I'm sitting in heavenly places with him. Yes, but he also went through all of this for me. He sacrificed his flesh, his body, his everything for me to be able to stand there And do the same. And that's love. That's true love. It's no greater love than someone that's able to die for you. He died for us. He didn't even know us yet. I mean, yes, he did, but you know what I mean. <laughs> We wasn't even there yet. We wasn't even born yet. 
And that's so beautiful to me. Like, I love my mother because, you know, my mom is African and she's, I, I think she is the first person I saw in my entire life willing to do anything for me. Anything. Like when I used to deal with my uh, schizophrenia and, and, and my sicknesses, she would go everywhere. She would do anything. And I used to break my heart. She would not every day, she would wake up and try and research. And back in the day, it was not internet like that. So she have this book, this big yellow, you know, book. And she would call every doctor every day, every pastor every day. She would try everything. And I never really understand that love was sacrifice until I encountered Jesus. There's no greater love than someone that can go through pain mentally, physically, because he don't want you to go through the same. That's Jesus. Of course, he is everything. If it's something that you can give someone that you love, it's Jesus. It's nothing else. Personally, it's nothing that I can give you other than Jesus. He's everything that I have. He saved me from so many things. And when I go back and read his word and read who it was, all I want is to be like him. Even Buddha loved Jesus. <laughs> Everyone understand the power of what he have done for humanity. And this is so important. This is more important than money. This is more important than anything you can have. The gospel is the most beautiful thing you can give someone you love or even give a stranger. Everyone in this world is looking, searching for Jesus because we was made to worship. So we was made just like this cup. And all we want is to be complete with her water and our water is the living water. And it's nothing else for me. And it's nothing else for you. Right now it's Saturday night and people going out in clubs and we are shaming them when in truth, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to dance their pain away. What does that mean? They're looking for a place when they can release. But the Bible says, give me your burden. So they're looking for Jesus. People are taking drugs. What if you ask a drug addict, why are you taking drug? What is going to answer to you? I just want peace. But the Bible said that I am peace. So he's looking for Jesus. When you ask an alcoholic, why are you drinking? The alcoholic is telling you, I, ju I, just, I just want a minute of joy and, and forget my pain. But the Bible said that that's Jesus again. Everyone, even you, 
you are looking for a person that will love you unconditionally, a person that will do everything for you, a person that will guide you, a person that will be there for you when you cry. <laughs> It's Jesus. <laughs> He already done everything that you need. And he's there. Right now in this atmosphere, I think that the only need, thing that we can do is just repent. Repent because sometimes, every day actually, we forgetting the sacrifice that he has done for us. And we taking it for granted. When they have people in this world that are crying every day. And they would die just to be in this room and listen to this word. If you have Jesus, you have everything that you need. Because he rose from the dead and he's alive. He's alive in me and he's alive in you. And he's waiting on you to pour out that life. So I just want to pray right now and say, Jesus, Forgive me if I forget about you sometime. I don't want to forget your sacrifice. I want to remember the sacrifice every day. I want to remember everything you have done for me. And I want to be used by you. And I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the cross. I thank you because you have given up your spirit for me. And you have died so I can live. And I thank you. I want you to put in my memory every day. I don't want to wake up and don't remember your sacrifice. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who generously support this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give by visiting us at livechurch.miami. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this one.